collectively, uh, as a country and specifically on this podcast, uh, we've spent much of the past few weeks talking about what is happening right now. Uh, and in a time full of uncertainty and rapid change, that makes sense. Uh, after all, there is a lot happening right now. Uh, but today, I want to switch gears a little bit and focus on something uh, probably more exciting and potentially uh, a little scarier, uh, and that is what comes next. I'm Scott Leahy, and this is Esker On Air. Today, I'm welcoming Dan Reeve, sales director and resident fortune teller here at Esker. Uh, he's here to talk about what's next for accounts payable teams and how they can prepare for life after uh, spring and summer 2020. So welcome to the show, Dan. It's uh, it's good to hear from you. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate being here. Uh, I mentioned on the last episode, I think, that um, when offered the uh, opportunity to, to go back to the Esker office, I jumped at the chance. Uh, so Dan, maybe I'm just antsy or overly optimistic, but uh, I can't be the only one who's ready to talk about things getting back to normal. No, I think... Uh... All of us in our lives and the suppliers and the customers I, I, I talk to are, are, are keen to do so. And it's all it's nice to go back into the office. It's nice to uh, you know send your children back to daycare or school or to to get some some elements of normal back. Um, but at the same time, I think there there are things will change in some ways. Both you know how we how we how we how we live, how we play, and how we work, especially. And uh, I think. Uh, you know, I was listening to a podcast by Andrew, um, a free economics podcast this weekend, and one of the commentators on there was um, Andrew, Andrew Wang, who's uh, you know he's a advocate in both politics and uh, a futurist. And one of the things he said is, you know, I was already predicting massive um, unemployment, but not necessarily because of COVID. He said, uh, digital transformation, digital trust, um, digital technologies are coming down the pipe. And it's going to be, a, you know, I, I, the White House was have, having some meetings already to sort of talk about the fact that technology is going to displace a lot of folks. And it doesn't traditionally mean that people lose their jobs and have nothing to do. It means um, folks are no longer um, providing banking services, for example. You know, 20 years ago, ATMs came along and everyone assumed, ah, what's going to happen to the people who provide those services? Well, they moved into different roles or different industries. So Andrew Wang is saying that we should expect, um, because of what's going on today with COVID, a massive acceleration of automation, both in retail, in, in a variety of services. And I'll give you an example. Just this week, my wife said to me, "Hey, I want to, you know, keep an eye on the kids. I'm, I'm going over to the um, the uh, dry cleaning." I'm like, yeah, why don't you use my dry cleaners? She says because the the one I go to is easier now. They um there's a there's a, a locker system. You can pick your dry cleaning up 24/7. You can drop off your dry cleaning 24/7, but it's automated. You do it all online. You make your comments. You pay for your your clothing. And you just go um you go and you pick your, your goods or your clothing up for, from a locker. And I was like, well, that's interesting. There's a bit of digital transformation that got pushed forward ahead, and that's what we're seeing now. You know, uh, the the reps who work um, with my managers and the reps that I chat with, we're seeing projects be, being sort of that were being discussed being pushed forward because companies are thinking about, well, how do I innovate? How do I collect cash faster? How do I make savings? 
how do we deal with the fact that we just made a reduction in workforce, uh, but we might have some volume of invoices or receivables that we're still going to take care of. Right. So, I mean, you described a, a world where we're probably not going to return in so many ways to the way that things were done before. Um, so what does the new normal look like specifically for accounts payable? Well, I think I've heard CIOs say to me, we probably should position some of our staff to work remotely some of the time, maybe some all the time. Uh, here in Denver, I've got friends who work in the oil and gas space, and what's going on is that they are going to reduce the amount of um, office space that they rent. And some people, are both IT and business, are going to work from home uh, more or permanently. So what does this mean for um, AP? I think organizations are saying, okay, once we get through this, we'll renegotiate terms and we won't take paper invoices. You have to submit your, your, your request for payment or your, your invoice electronically. So there'll be more of that. I think also because companies are keen to have better spend control, better visibility of where their money's um, going, they're going to begin, and we've already seen this, they're, they're, they're picking up projects, not just to do accounts payable automation, which allows the AP team to work from home and to speed up approvals, but doing all that will, will help control costs Doing all that will give the treasurer, the controller, and the CFO more visibility as to where is money being spent. And if that's all done, as I like to say, at the speed of a thousand gazelles, then there's more chance that you can pay the, the supplier quicker and maybe earn an early payment discount um, as part of that. I think the time that accounts payable earn is going to free up accounts payable staff to be rock stars. And what I mean by that is it's going to allow them to do things like, okay, well, we can, we're hearing that nowadays you should have more suppliers on your books. Well, why? Because what, what if one supplier can't get the raw materials out of China? Or what if one supplier has financial issues? Well, shouldn't we be using our accounts payable team who already often have to pick up the, the, the workload and, and onboard suppliers because procurement didn't? There's, there's probably a room for AP to be doing more vendor due diligence, helping out with onboarding, making sure that the, 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 we're not bringing on we're not bringing on board vendors who have OFAC risks or um, credit risks. But we but when we, when we found the right supplier, we can bring them on quickly. And so you know what I took away from that is um, kind of changing the way that that AP folks are going to be doing the work and and probably helping them uh, get rid of a lot of the um, manually repetitive tasks that they're doing. Um, so if we're uh, uh, freeing them up from a lot of those uh, traditionally core tasks, um, could we or should we be expecting to see downsizing in AP departments? Or um, you know, what exactly will they be filling that time with? Well, I think having gone through the last recession, um, the Great Recession, sure. I mean, it's natural companies look to tighten their belt. We can't avoid it. There'll be there'll be um, layoffs. So there'll be companies saying, great, what can I do? Um, can we put technology in to, to absorb and do more, more with less? That's just um, the nature of the beast. And I think hiring managers don't want to go through these cycles of, of, of hiring people and then let them, having to let them go. That's painful. So you, you'll see a, a return to technology you see an increasing use of technology where AP folks are allowed to work from home. I think the other thing is we can't um, avoid, and this was already going on pre-COVID, um, 
departmental leaders in both customer service and finance were saying to me, you know, Dan, it's getting harder to find the people to do the work we want. They won't come in here and learn how to use two ERP systems and, and accept a manual process. The younger, the millennials and the younger, younger generations in the workforce, they expect digital tools because they're using digital tools at the weekend. The, the, the buyers and the suppliers they deal with, they too are, are becoming more tech savvy. So we, I've had organizations, um, some of them Fortune 500 organizations, for example, there's one in Seattle who said, we cannot compete and hire the AP staff, and the customer service staff we want without transforming our processes because we, we, we might find these people, but they won't stay more than a couple of months. You know, we've got to, we've got to give people um, digital tools and the path to do more valuable work, which is what we want anyway. You know, we want to hire these people, have them providing value to the business. And, you know, in the past, you could get away with just giving them, you know, or, or you could get away with a situation where people were doing repetitive tasks, manual work, low value to the, to the digital worker. And that's kind of changing. People expect more. Mm-hmm. So uh, transforming accounts payable from a, a, a tactical back office task uh, to, a, to a function that is uh, digital, drives profits, and informs strategy, uh, that all sounds like great news. But what is your advice to our listeners today that, that might be hearing all of this and, and feeling a, a little bit overwhelmed? Um, what should AP leaders do to avoid falling behind? Mm, good question. I think... Anytime you're selling technology, and this is whether you're a sales rep or whether you're a business leader or an AP leader, go and have a chat with the folks in um, other aspects of the business, the CIO, he or she, the CFO, the controller, procurement, and understand what their thoughts are. Because typically what we hear is that um, projects go ahead when it can tie into the big picture. Okay, so if, I, if, if I'm an AP and I've, I've found a way maybe to earn some early payments discounts or to help us improve our, our um, um, accrual process and, and help the CFO, the controller, see where, where money is being spent. Is it being spent in the right manner? Great. But if you go and have conversations with, with these other departmental leaders or you know, give them a call over the phone, there's so much more chance that they will support you or that what you're trying to do. As I'll give you an example. Um, a tire company in um, Atlanta, Georgia, Maxis. They make tires for both cars and mountain bikes. And what they said is, okay, we, we want to do AP automation. Actually, we want to do more than that. Actually, we would like to use this as a transformation engine and uh, get people to pre- go for a pre-approval before they buy goods and services. So we'd like to automate both purchasing and more into procurement. But we're going to use AP, um, prove out the technology there, start small, get a win, get everybody accelerating that we're starting to do digital transformation projects. So what the, the, the AP leader did there is he sort of went and had a conversation with the different departments, explained the vision. And um, you know, folks said, yeah, okay, you know, great. We don't need to all jump on board straight away, but we're aware of what you're trying to do. And, and, and he was able to sort of um, educate you know, folks as to how, you know, how his initiative was going to improve things for both procurement and finance um you know so you've got to i think have conversations with the uh the management team in different departments and when you when you show technology make sure you include the users because sometimes users themselves they they can be the make or break if they if they're not willing to sort of change or they don't like the look and feel of a product 
you could put loads of time and effort into launching a project, coming up with a capital expenditure request, but if they don't like the look and feel of that tool, um, you know, your project could be dead in the water. Fortunately, a lot of the time, I don't know, it's, it's actually our look and feel, our user interface that folks say, hey, you know, yeah, your sales reps are good, but it's your product. Wow, it looks easy. People will adopt that. So that's 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 my tip. Well, Dan, we're kind of getting to the uh, end of the show here. Uh, do you have any last thoughts for, for uh, any listeners? Mm. Um, so what, one of the things we've been hearing from uh, both uh, clients and potential uh, customers is they've said, well, okay, we, we, we've been thinking about automation, we've been procure to pay, we're keen on uh, transformation, but we're not sure how to launch a project where everybody is remote. We, we haven't done this before. Um, this came up for myself on a project here in Denver where we've helped the company deploy uh, across Europe with their SAP system. And the plan was for them to deploy uh, the same solution for payables across uh, North America where they run Oracle. And, and I had to say, well, fair, fair comment. You know, I'll tell you what, it happened in the first week of COVID um, and it gave me a a good excuse every to every day to go and reach out to system integrators, uh, users of our technology in both procurement and finance, and some CIOs that I know. And I said, hey, look, this is one of the things that's come up. I think it's a concern for many other uh, clients. What What is your advice? What I did for that, or what I did over a period of three weeks, what we did is over a period of three weeks, is we sort of started to take this insight from our customer base, system integrators, all these, these leaders in, in, in the ERP community, and we, we built a series of blogs sort of capturing their best practices. Simple things like give your users more time to do testing, give your users more time to do QAT and, and block off time, protect them because they're going to need more time where they're not interrupted. Um, start small. We often do that ourselves as an agile company anyway, but start small. Don't try and roll the technology out to as big an audience as you had planned. Start small, get a win. Yes, use Microsoft Teams or so when you when you have um, you know weekly reviews on or, or by week by you know reviews every other day on the on the technology. So there's some good ideas in there, and I will I'd be keen to hear ideas from any of the folks who are exploring Esker. By all means, if you're interested, you know get in touch and we'll share share the the, the top tips that we put into that blog. Well, Dan. Uh- Thank you once again for joining me and sharing uh, your vision for the future of AP. Uh, Thanks to all the listeners for tuning in today. If you're looking for more guidance as you uh, uh, prepare for the future of Accounts Payable, uh, you can always find more information at uh, esker.com.